great uh, morning to you. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians radio show. Here it is almost mid-September. Where has the time gone? I'm Doug Ray. I'm your host today. And with me is Mr. Bryce Payne, ably manning the board over there. How are you doing this morning, Doug? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing well, thank you. It's a uh, significant uh, weekend mm, here sure across is. the country. 9-11, 20th anniversary, or not, I don't know if anniversary is the right word, but I guess so, 20th uh, year of us uh, commemorating 9-11. And uh, when, before we get started in the meat and potatoes of the show here, Doug, I just want to ask you, let's take uh, a minute and uh, remember this day in history. Uh, tell, tell our listeners out there a little bit about uh, what you remember of that day, where you were at, what mm. you were doing, how it impacted you. So... Um, I remember it vividly. I, I was getting dressed, uh, getting ready to go into work, and uh, had the news on. And uh, I don't remember who, what it was. Um, it might have been CNN at that time. But uh, they cut in. They they said a plane had hit, uh, flown into the one of the uh, trade towers. And um, they said it was a small plane. And I thought to myself, having an aviation background, I thought, how in the world did a pilot do that? And you saw the smoke coming out and everything, and I thought, that's not just a little plane. And then the next one hit, and I said to myself, and I looked over at my wife, Sherry, I said, honey, this is a terrorist attack. I think we're going to go to war. And sure enough, um, that's what happened. And I remember that day so vividly because it was one of the weather-wise prettiest, crystal clear days that we'd had in in quite some time, it was a warm summer that that year, and uh, you know, I, I I just went into work. I shook my head and I kept the news on all day long, and I just couldn't believe what happened. And and I, when the towers actually fell, I just couldn't believe that. And and you know, before they fell, you saw people jumping out and. They had the recordings on, and you could hear the bodies land and hit. What kind of hell was that? Yeah. Your story is very similar to mine, Doug. I, uh, <laughs> the one uh, ironic difference is that I was watching Fox News at the time, and um, exact same story. They were saying I tuned in right away and uh, saw the, um, the angled peripheral of the plane indentation in the building. And they were saying, yes, well, this appears to have been a small plane. And I'm looking at it, I knew what size that building was. And I said, mm -hmm. that my, my stepfather flies all types of uh, small stunt planes, subtabrius, Cessnas, whatnot. And I'm familiar with those. And I said, I'm looking at the wingspan. I'm like, that's not a small plane, guys. That's a full-size jetliner. And I don't, couldn't understand why they were saying it was a small plane. And then I watched live the second plane hit. And my story is exactly the same as yours. The moment that happened, because they filmed that one live, I realized, okay, this is not an accident. This is this is happening live now. This is real. Of course, I was familiar with Osama bin Laden's name, and my brother and I communicated, and he said, you know, this might be the work of Osama bin Laden. I thought, yeah, you know, you might not be wrong on that. And I eventually went to work, Was just had a, a pit in my stomach because yeah. they were talking about another plane having hit the Pentagon. You know, they were evacuating the Capitol. Uh, there was reports of perhaps another plane in Pennsylvania somewhere having gone missing. And I, I was 
I was sick to my stomach thinking, how many are out there? Are these mm-hmm. actual jetliners? Because we were still trying to get our heads around it. Nobody had ki- had taken hostage jetliners before and, and flown them into buildings. Yes, there had been hijackings before, but they've always landed at airports. And it was hard for me to get my head around it. And I remember at the end of the day, I went out. I was living in Charlotte at the time. And I went out at the end of the day just to try to relieve my head to play some disc golf at a course there. And I met up with two other people. I didn't know them, but they were getting ready to play. I said, you you guys want a third? And they said, yeah. We didn't speak to each other that entire time. We didn't talk about the day's events. Uh, we didn't do anything. We just played our game, the occasional good throw, good good land, whatnot. And it was unique to me that we were so desperate to give our minds a break at the end of that day that we didn't even want to talk about the day's events or whatnot it was a complete escape for all three of us there was a helicopter that flew over at one point in the sky that reminded us how eerily quiet the skies were that day you didn't Mm -hmm. see any other planes and one helicopter flying around and we were thinking what is that about but uh that was a definitely a day to remember folks Uh, i'm sure you all have your stories out there about uh where you were at that day if you were if you were around then and and how you remember it but uh Doug, every every day that we do this radio show, we take a moment to um, thank our first responders and our men and women in uniform. And today, out of all the days that we do that, it's it's um, most appropriate to take an extra moment and say thank you to everybody out there who in some way is serving the greater good by putting on some kind of uniform, whether you're a healthcare worker or you're a first responder or you're in the Navy like Doug was. You're in the Air Force like uh, my father was, my mother was, or uh, in the Marines like my uncle was. Uh, Everybody out there knows somebody who is put on the uniform in some form or another, and the families out there also make their sacrifices. So to everybody out there on this weekend, thank you for what you do and and your part that you play in keeping uh, this country what it is and keeping it safe. Thank you very much. So, Doug, we're going to get into into the heart and soul of this show right now. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of um, similes or metaphors here and anybody who has sat down with me to do some financial planning they will have learned after one or two meetings that I am big into the analogies or metaphors and one that I have used commonly is the medical uh, metaphor whatever you go to a doctor for you're trying to you've got symptoms and you're trying to get a resolution to whatever your symptoms are it's usually or you're just trying to prevent symptoms from happening in the future. It's preventative medicine there. And uh, that's kind of what we're going on the lines here today. So let's say that you're experiencing uh, some concerning symptoms. Let's have you visit the money doctor this time instead of the physical doctor, the money doctor. And that would, in a sense, be us, though we don't technically hold doctorates. Uh, that's for the sake of this analogy, we are the money doctors. And you're going to the money doctor to see what financial prescriptions you might need. And so here's what the doctor finds. In the first one, the patient presents dizziness caused by following the ups and downs and the volatility of the stock market. So, Doug, what would be there's, – there's no shortage of people out there who uh, have this symptom. What would be our cure or what would be the uh, prescription to remedy that, that situation for our, our patient or our client? You know, I find it kind of interesting that we use these medical – analogies because both of our ladies uh yours oh. is still a practicing uh physician's assistant mine used to be a physical therapist but both in the in the medical field so yeah. we, we learned a little bit along the way 
Yeah, the dizziness, the ups and downs of the market. Well, it's really mostly been up for a while, yes. so I don't know how dizzy you can get. Uh, <laughs> Maybe last year at this time for a few yeah, months. It, yeah, March of, of 20 was definitely a, a, a dizzying spell. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I've, I've talked on this radio program how I, I think one's coming. I think we're going to have a, a, a down market in the not-too-distant future. But um, – yeah, if you watch the market on a day-to-day basis, I mean, we have to because that's our profession. But most people don't want to do that uh, because, uh, you know, it can become, um, you know, it can paralyze people. And we'll get into that in a minute, too. But the ups and downs of the market are best handled by talking to professionals like us who know how to control the downside of the market. You know, we got two main goals. When you come and see us and we plan your retirement. The worst thing that can happen to a retiree or somebody who's in the retirement red zone, that's five years before or five years after retirement, is to suffer a big loss like 2008. Most likely, if that happens in that retirement red zone, you're not going to recover from it. So you have to have the ability to control the downside. We're going to show you how we do that because we have put together a portfolio that has volatility control, stop losses, if you will. And uh, we uh, were tested back in March of 2020, and it worked like a champ. It did indeed. Yeah. It did indeed. So our goal is to make sure you lose no more than 9 or 10% in an environment like 2008 where the market was down 50-plus percent. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. And uh, last year it was tested, as you said, and it uh, proved to do exactly what we had anticipated it would it would do. And this is key for somebody who is in retirement. And folks, if that sounds like something that you are interested in and in, in making sure that your portfolio going into retirement is um, properly positioned so that you're not going to feel the full brunt of a downside market whenever that comes, all you have to do is reach out to us, 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409, or you can visit us at thewealthguardians.com. All right, well, that was just the first one. We've got several more, but we've got to get to our break, and as we always do before we go to our break, we've got a trivia question for us, and we're going to get a little technology here. I'm going to pull up an image for Doug. Doug, that was our uh, – folks, I've just pulled up for Doug an image of the heroes stamp from 9-11 if you can think back to that that's the three firefighters there getting a hold of the flag that had sat on top of the world trade center and it became a stamp um, back on june 7th uh, 2002 i believe yes 2002 doug that stamp broke a rule for the United States Postal Service. There is a hard and fast rule that they had that's since been eliminated, but that stamp broke that rule. Folks, picture that stamp. You know what it is. What rule did that stamp break? And we will come back after our break here and give you the answer to that trivia question. Hang tight with us, folks. Thank you for joining us this morning. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show, special commemorative edition for September 11th. Folks, thank you for tuning in this weekend with us. It was 20 years ago this very weekend or this very week that uh, most of us remember uh, where they were at uh, this particular day and time of the year. Doug and I just spoke about uh, in the first segment where he was and what he remembers of that day. I, I as well. We weren't too far apart from each other at that particular time. Folks, ask yourselves where you were. And again, we want to thank everybody who was a first responder out there on this particular weekend. Now, we asked a trivia question at the beginning of the break. Uh, we're taking a look at the hero stamp 
which was a United States Postal Service stamp that was issued on June 7, 2002, and that is that famous picture taken by Thomas Franklin of the three firefighters, and their names are George Johnson, Dan McWilliams, and Billy Eisengreen at Ground Zero, uh, taking down the flag that somehow survived the fall of one of the World Trade Center buildings. And that picture became a stamp uh, about a year after that date, about nine months after that date, and I asked you and Doug the trivia question, what rule did that stamp break? So most every, everybody out there is familiar with that stamp if you were around uh, 20 years ago. Doug, we look at it, we recognize that picture. It's one of the more uh, famous pictures taken in our lifetime. Doug, do you have an idea of what rule that stamp broke of the United States Postal Service? I'm going to take a guess. Okay. But, you know, that was um, out of that wreckage. You know, one of the th- thoughts I remember is – not only this picture, but also of the some of the iron cross beams yes. were formed in the shape of a cross. Right. I remember that as well. Yep. Well, I'm a coin collector. I'm not a stamp collector, but here's my guess. This stamp has the date 2001 on it. Yes. I am guessing that that is what the post office rule broke because i don't remember stamp having a date on it oh interesting okay uh that's a very good guess i hadn't thought of that hadn't noticed that um and what doug is saying folks if you can't picture the stamp is not only is there a picture of the firefighters on there it says heroes usa first class and then it has 2001 on it the the date that the picture was taken and that's actually not uh not the correct answer doug the rule well, you stumped me again there. i guess i did uh the rule was at the time it has since been changed but it didn't change because of this it changed about a decade later was that somebody had to have been deceased for five years before they could appear on a stamp okay. and these are three living people yeah. who appeared on the stamp so they the post office made or the united states postal service made an exception for this stamp uh, because of the date and whatnot, the significance of the picture. So those are three living people. Again, that is George Johnson, Dan McWilliams, and Billy Eisengreen, the photo taken by Thomas Franklin. So it was about 10 years later that the post office actually changed that rule, and now, under certain circumstances, somebody who is living can appear on a stamp. And I guess they made that uh, change to try to uh, boost stamp sales for uh for collectors. Anyway, uh, good guess, Doug, but no, we stumped you this week. Yeah, you did. That's a very good trivia question. One of your better ones. Well, thank you very much. And uh, so now we're going to go on to, before we get back into uh, what we were talking about with the um, uh, talking with your financial doctor and the symptoms and the cures, we want to do our weekly website highlight, and that's a little bit of significance this uh, week as well here. Folks, I want you to go to our website, thewealthguardians.com. And from the homepage, you can scroll over the events tab. And when you scroll over that, there's a little drop down menu. And I want you to click on live events. And that is going to take you to our upcoming events. And if you've been listening to this show or, or any of our shows, you know we almost always have some kind of upcoming live events scheduled. And Doug, why don't you take a minute and talk about if somebody were to tune in there right now, what live events they would see scheduled for us. We've got two coming up. Yes, our next one is all about taxes. Um, It's our tax workshop. We've done these before. We did uh, a couple of them in the first of the year. Specifically taxes and retirement. Taxes and retirement. We'll also touch on, uh, you know, what the Biden uh, tax proposals are going to be or are, whether or not uh, they get implemented or not. But more importantly, what you can expect in retirement and, and what has already taken place 
that's going to affect your taxes in retirement. For example, the SECURE Act changed required minimum distribution rules. No longer 70 and a half, it's now 72. Most people realize that, but maybe most people don't realize that there's some tax advantage you can take in conjunction with the required minimum distribution rules. You know, a lot of folks that we have as clients, they don't thankfully need the money to live on. So what are they going to do with that required minimum distribution? Just take it and pay tax on it? And, and put it back into some other Put it investment. back in another investment? Right. Oh, well, there's other options. There's other options. So why don't you come and learn? It's going to be October, uh, let's see, October the... That's the second one. So the first one is Thursday, September 30th. Yes, uh, September 30th. I got that wrong, didn't I? At 6.30, it's going to be here in Clemens at the Broy Hill. And when's the next one? Uh, that's Tuesday, October 5th at right. 6.30. So that's the following week. And that's also in Clemens at the Broy Hill building where our offices are. And you can call us at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or since you're already, you followed my instructions and you're already in the events uh, section of our website, there's a button right there. You can see it. It says attend this event or register for this event. And you can click on that button and register that way as well, either way. But Doug, going back to taxes and retirement, our seminar, uh, why this might be important for somebody is taxes get more complicated when you are in retirement. When you filed for Social Security and when you have Medicare, um, there is a lot more tax brackets that come into play than just the typical earned income tax bracket that one might be familiar with for the last 40 so years of their working life. So it's not just about tax change laws that we do cover that that have happened in the last couple of years. Heaven knows there were a number of tax law changes last year, whether they were temporary or permanent. But just knowing all the different ways taxes play into different forms of income. If you've got a pension, if you've got Social Security coming in, you've got other forms of passive income, that is not something that somebody normally has when they're a uh, working Joe 40 hours a week. So it gets more complicated, taxes doing retirement, and you certainly don't want to pay Uncle Sam more than, you're, than you have to, right? You know, here's, here's a prime example. I was having a conversation with a longtime client yesterday. He's now ready to retire, probably won't be this year, but sometime first half of next year. And his company said, look, uh, we can't find anybody to replace you. Would you be willing to work part-time? And he said, yeah, I I would. Um, But he wants to file for Social Security. Now, here's something that most people probably don't realize. You could run afoul of something called the earnings test. Mm -hmm. If you make a certain amount of money and you're under your full retirement age for Social Security and you've turned your Social Security benefit on. So we'll discuss that in our workshop. And if that is something that you're maybe close to you, maybe you're thinking about working part time in retirement, because a lot of people do, you know, it's kind of phasing into retirement. Yeah. Very common. Very common. Uh, More and more common. Yep. So uh, come and learn about the earnings test and a lot more. Yeah, a lot more, a lot more, folks. 336-391-3409 is how you can call us to register. So now that we've said all that, let's go back to what we were talking about uh, for a little bit in the first segment. And this is just what the financial doctor ordered. Again, uh, it, it is an apt 
metaphor to talk about financial planning and preparing for yourself and your financial health, just like going to a doctor and preparing for your physical health. Uh, so the first one we talked about was the patient presents dizziness caused by following the ups and downs and the volatility of the stock market. We went into what the uh, prescription for that might be. The next one is the patient has problems with paralysis in their financial decision-making process because they feel that they have too many investment options to choose from. Doug, you and I experience this quite frequently. You know, it's true, uh, especially when people get to the retirement planning stage yes. of life because yes. they've never done it before. They've worked 30-plus years, and yeah. now they're ready to retire, so that presents a lot of emotional uh, response as well as the uh, psychological uh, It's overwhelming. It is for a it's lot of people. It's overwhelming to them. So what Doug is talking about is – most of you out there have had a retirement portfolio that you've been contributing to during the wealth accumulation phase of life for 30, maybe even 40 years, and you've managed to keep up with the market or relatively so, and you haven't made a lot of changes to your portfolio over that time period. But when you enter the wealth preservation phase of life and you go to a financial planner to help you out with that, things change. There is a lot to discuss. There is a lot put on the plate, and for some people, um, if that's not presented in a uh, cohesive, well-thought-out manner during the planning process, that can be enormously overwhelming to somebody. And instead of doing anything, Doug, what do they do? Yeah, they just kind of freeze up. Freeze the deer in the, the headlights. headlights. Yep. And you know, the other side, Bryce, of that coin is this. They've got this, they've accumulated this big hunk, a chunk of, of, of lumpy money, yeah. let's say. Now they don't know how to take that chunk of money and replace that paycheck they were getting. Right. That is daunting for a lot of people. It is. And that's where we come into play. Yes. That's how we smooth the road out for them. Yes. So, folks, if you have uh, never talked to a financial planner about how to plan for retirement and what you might need to do differently during the wealth preservation stage of life, now that you've successfully gotten through the wealth accumulation phase of life, that is something you would want to do. Doug and I are very proud of the planning process that we have put together. We understand that communication is the key to sitting down with somebody. We have curated, if you will, our planning process down to a detail where we think it is very palatable for most people who do not speak financial language, and it won't be as overwhelming as you might fear it is. You just have to uh, reach out and call us at 336-391-3409 to get that planning process started. I promise you it will not be as overwhelming as you think it might be, but you have to make the first steps. Doug, I think we've got time for one more uh, fast one here. Yeah, let's, let's go to this one. Patient suffers from high blood pressure resulting from anger and about bad financial advice they received in the past. Well, again, one of the questions that we ask our, our uh, people who sit down with us is, what issues or problems have you had with advisors or stockbrokers in the past? And it's not uncommon that somebody has had some type of bad advice in the past, whether it was from somebody who was licensed to give that advice or somebody who wasn't. Yeah. And that has definitely um, curbed their enthusiasm, so to speak, of, um, or their trust of taking any further advice ever, and they just rely on themselves. You know, everybody's going to lose money from time to time. You just That's just a part of being an investor. The one thing you need to look out for is um, getting ripped off, and that's why you need to work with a fiduciary. Yeah, true. And, um, you know, Bryce and I pride ourselves that we are fiduciaries in this business, 
and we do work for the best interest of our clients. And uh, I'm proud to say that we've done a heck of a good job with that. We get a lot of positive feedback from our clients, a lot of it, and we're always happy to hear that. And uh, folks, again, I'm going to give out our number one more time here because we're wrapping things up. But our phone number is 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409. Or you can visit us at thewealthguardians.com. You can go to that events tab and register for our upcoming taxes and retirement seminar. Or you can just uh, schedule a time to sit down in our offices here in the Broy Hill and Clemens and see what uh, services and help we might be able to provide you in planning for your retirement. Folks, it's been a real honor to sit down and, and have you sit down with us this weekend. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Doug, I hope you have a good uh, rest of your weekend here. And uh, go Navy, go Air Force, go <laughs> CU, go Pirates. Folks, have a great weekend. Take care.